Today, we have another passage that um, we should all be very familiar with. It's the famous passage where Jesus comments on the eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And his response is to say, um, Offer the wicked man no resistance. On the contrary, if anyone hits you on the right cheek, offer him the other as well. Or further down, he'll say, You have learned how it was said, You must love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. In this way, you will be sons of your Father in heaven. For he causes his son to rise on the bad men as well as the good. The rain to fall on the honest and the dishonest alike. And in meditating over this, there's a few things that I want to make um, very clear. Because we're very familiar with this passage, we could easily misinterpret it. There could be an abuse of this passage in saying that any kind of punishment or justice is wrong. Remember that the intention behind eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth is not just justice, it's to get the people to not say, you took out my eye, I kill you, or you killed my brother, I kill your family. What they're trying to say is make it equal, you know, Limit the amount. Make it fair, the response that you give. But Jesus is going to go a step further. And he's going to say that you have to rise above any sense of revenge. You have to rise above anything. Like, uh, I'll get you back. And you have to see as God sees. And respond as God would respond. Now, should you literally turn the other cheek? Should you literally offer him to beat you? Should you allow for abuse to happen? That's what you're basically saying. If you're saying you're just going to turn the other cheek, is that what he means? Well, no. And that would be a grave misinterpretation. You should not be weak and unjust as a Christian, as a Catholic. In fact, when he is hit, because he was hit as he was being tried before the Sanhedrin, right before the crucifixion, a soldier struck him on the face. He did not turn the other cheek. Jesus did not turn the other cheek. What did Jesus do? He immediately rose above. He didn't seek to just simply go tick for tack. He immediately rose above. He looked at the soldier and said, If I've said something wrong, tell me what I've said. If I've done nothing wrong, why are you hitting me? In other words, when the soldier hit Jesus in the face, Jesus did not offer the other cheek. Instead, he responded. And he responded in such a way as to convert the man's soul. He responded directly to the man's soul, what the man needed to hear. And so it is with us. We are not to simply just try to get even or just to simply make it, quote-unquote, just. But when we respond, we're supposed to respond with love. And love means sometimes being hard, meaning being just, sometimes being merciful. Different circumstances demand different responses. 
And here, in that passage that I was just citing in John, we find that Jesus, he doesn't turn the other cheek and he responds strongly. Very often I've seen cases where too much mercy, where we're saying, ah, you have to accept the person, you have to receive the person, you have to uh, be kind with that person, you have to be friends and faithful to that person, you can't uh, betray that person. I've seen those kind of, that kind of thinking lead to major abuse, in fact. And the opposite I've seen to be true too, that um, no matter what happens, we have to be um, perfect and just and harshly cut out anything that's bad. And so we end up killing people. We end up brutalizing people. I mean, I've seen both cover up such grave abuse in the church and outside of the church. And in fact, in reality, if we think as God thinks, we find that we have to have mercy. Yes. But before we have mercy, there has to first of all be justice. Meaning, a man has to go to trial, be convicted, be sentenced, and then the idea of mercy can come in. The king can come in and pardon him and relieve him and so that he no longer will go through death row. And that's where mercy originally was forged, the idea of mercy anyways, was forged with the king's capacity to pardon. And in reality, you have to have a sense of, I've done wrong, I need to repent, before you can receive the infinite forgiveness, before you can receive mercy. And in marriages, um, in families, in work, there needs to be a foundation of justice, but not just justice, it has to go all the way to seeing what is best for the other and responding for the good of their soul, seeing as God sees, seeing with mercy and love. And so, let us not misunderstand this passage. When he says, um, offer the other cheek, turn and offer him the other cheek, or give him your cloak as well, he's not saying become weak, maybe meek, which is totally different but not weak. What he, we are called to live of is this immense strength that says, no matter what anyone does to me, I will always respond as God would respond. For God loves the good and the bad, the honest and the dishonest man. And so I will love each person who comes to me And I will respond according to what is done, but most of all according to what that person needs for their own soul and their own journey. And I will walk forward with them. And so let us ask for that grace that we may be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect, which is this perfection of love, this perfection of always responding with love. And love demands Sometimes firm, sometimes soft.
sometimes just, sometimes merciful, but always in that order. And let us ask for that grace that we might be conformed to our Heavenly Father and live of this passage in a way that be intelligent and not just blindly following. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.